Yeah, so today's daf is Samech in Rovin. We are on Nuntet Amud Bet, 17 lines from the bottom, uh, uh, where there's two dots here, the, at the last three words of the line. Yeah, Rabbi Zira, Arovale Mata, the Bey Rabbi Chia. So, uh, Rabbi Zira made this Eruv, and again, we're dealing with this problem of, uh, if you have a city which is called Irshel uh, Rabim versus Irshel Yachid, Irshel Yachid, we said there's two different interpretations of that. Some people say that Yerushal Yachid is referring to the ownership of the city, like an estate versus a public, uh, public city. That would be what most of the commentaries interpret. Rashi has his interpretation that, no, it means, uh, it means the, number of, the amount of traffic that, uh, that, that goes through the city. Rabim means over 600,000 people uh, per day, and, and, uh, and, and Yerushal Yachid is less than that. Either way, the point is that there are certain cities that are so large... Okay, so big, either in, measured in terms of their uh, being pu- very public or in terms of the actual traffic, that in order to make an eruv for this town, you need to leave one section excluded to show, just to make people aware that there's some mechanism operating here that's allowing them to carry, because otherwise they're just going to think that when they go to any big city that's bustling, you know, they can carry there too. So to make clear that that's not the case, so they had to leave something, it's called shi'ur. Shi'ur means to leave out, uh, to leave something out of the, um, of the Eruv. So Rabbi Zerah made an Eruv in the city of the Yeshiva of Rabbi Chia, he did not leave any area that was excluded. So Amalei, why did you do this? He said, I'll tell you why. Because the elders of the city told me that the rabbi from before made an Eruv for the entire city and never left anything out. And what did I conclude from that? I concluded from that that it must have been an Ir Shal Yachid originally. It was originally a private estate or it was originally a small town and it became bigger. And the halacha was that we learned that you only have to exclude a section if it started out a big place. But if it was a private and then became public, since in the beginning they were always making an eruv for the whole thing, they can continue to make eruv for the whole thing. So that's what I thought. So Abaye said, you got your facts wrong. Fake news. Well, what you assumed, you assumed that because they said that, they, that the previous rabbi made an eruv for the whole town, that that was the reason. You assumed it was because it was originally a private estate and it became public. That wasn't the reason. The reason was because Ahi Ashpa, and I heard it straight from these elders themselves, that there used to be a trash heap or a dump on one side of the city blocking access to that side of the city. In other words, we had said that one of the, uh, the, there are two qualifications to a city that requires you to leave an area open, uh, an area out of the Eruv. One is that the city is very big or very public. The other is that it has to have access on two sides. In other words, it has to be mifulash, which means it has to be something that goes straight through from one side to the other. And since there was only one entrance and exit to the city, it's already considered very limited access. But that was because they had a dump like of garbage or whatever on one side that blocked one side. So therefore, the, we weren't able to get in and out. There was only one way in and out. Okay. But now the situation has changed. The facts have changed. And because of the, the, the idea stays the same, in other words, the halacha is the same, but the facts change because now that they took that dump away, so now there's access straight from one side of the city through the other. There's a thoroughfare going right through and you can no longer rely on the fact that one of the, the entrances is blocked. So now you have to leave part of the city out of the Eruv in order for it to be legitimate Eruv. He didn't lie, he didn't make anything up. He just said, I didn't know. 
I didn't know that I wasn't aware of the facts. Now, from now on, I'm going to have to fix it that I leave part of the city out. That's all. Okay? So he was honest. Uh, he, didn't, um, he didn't try to fudge that, oh, I knew that. I have a different opinion. I have this. I found the bright side. He didn't say that. He just said, I didn't know the information. That, that's a matter of fact. And I, I didn't know. Okay. So, um, uh, so moving on. So, so the Ravami asked Rabah, we said just before that in order for a city to have this requirement that part of it has to be left out of the Eruvei Chatzerot in order to justify, or, or out of the Shituf, in order to justify uh, having, uh, you know, having it, this is where it is a big place and also where there is entrance, on, there's two entrances or exits, you know, there's two openings to the city. What if one side is an opening and the other side is a Sulam? Sulam is an, a ladder. In other words, you can get in and out from both sides, but you have to climb a ladder. So it's not as easy. You know, it's not as easy. So This is what Rav said. A sulam, a, 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 a ladder, is like a door since there's access. In other words, you can, the fact is you can come from the west side of the city and the east side of the city. One side is an open door. The other one, you have to climb a ladder, but still, it's accessible. So that's still considered access. Amalu Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said... Don't listen to that. Don't listen to it. This is what Rav Adah said in the name of Rav. Not that, an, uh, that, that a ladder is always considered a door, but it's both. It's a, la- it's an, a door, but it's also a wall. Now, it's considered a wall, like we've said. In other words, that it can be considered something that divides between two spaces. But, but it, it, sometimes it functions as a door. So, for example, if it's between two chatserot, because if you have two chatserot, now we know that each chatser makes its own eruvei chatserot. And then if they share a thoroughfare, they make shit to fame Now, if you have two chatserot that are totally sealed off from each other, so they have to each one make their own eruvei chatserot. But what if they have a ladder in between that you could go from chatser A to B over this ladder? So you could say, well, that's really like they're all one they're all one entity now because yeah, it's like a door. So he said when it, so it says In other words, if they want to, so basically what it's saying is that a a ladder it depends on what you want from it. If you want it to serve as a divider, you can use a ladder and say that it's dividing between two spaces. If you want to use the ladder as access, you can say that the ladder is a door. It depends. So it gives you the option either way to be able to uh, uh, to be able to. Um, uh, you know, to determine whether you want to make one Eruv for these two Chatserot or two Eruvin for these two Chatserot, it's up to you. Now, but to, so he's, say, he's disagreeing. He's saying when it comes to a city, a Sulam on one side, a ladder on one side will be considered a wall. Not going to be considered access. When it's between, between two Chatserot, it could be either way. You could decide to say that it divides between them and it's just part of the wall. Or you could say that, no, it's actually a... Uh, it's actually a um, uh, you know, unifying us, and therefore we should be able to uh, m- to become one chatzir. Now, the difference would, of course, be that if these two chatzirot don't make an eruv with each other, so they can't really carry from, they're not supposed to transfer things from one to the other. If they have two independent eruv chatzirot, they're allowed to use their own chatzir, but they're not allowed to go from one to the other. They could alternatively make one uh, and, and unite across, you know, uh, do an inter chatzir uh, thing, but the th- but in that case, then they all have to participate. Obviously, if they don't have any door between them or anything like that, then they can't even make an eruv all together. Each one would have to make their own. So that so the latter can be dual uh, purpose is the point. Okay, 
Um, and and umiyamar. So so that would mean that when it comes to the city, we could say that really it's only open on one side. We could be lenient and say it's really only open on one side. It's only open on the side that has the door. The one that has the ladder is considered closed, and therefore it's considered to be a smaller type of city that doesn't have a thoroughfare going straight through. And therefore you don't have to leave anything out of the city in the in the eruv. That's the beauty of it. Now he said, umiyamar Rav Nachman Hachi. Is that really true that Rav Nachman said that about ladders? If you have members of a courtyard and then you have Anshem Yerpeset. Anshem Yerpeset, basically you could think of it as somebody who lives in an apartment. Right? Most of the people who live in a chatzir, they are on the ground floor and they have a house that opens directly into the courtyard and then a person could live on a second floor. And the second floor Mirpeset, even today we have Mirpeset, but it's not, you know, it's, it's a little smaller than Mirpeset that they have most for the most part. Um, but we're talking about a Mirpeset actually that's just a second floor Mirpeset. Second floor, like let's say balcony, type of thing, that has access to go down to the ground floor. Like you have that sometimes. You have some apartments. Yeah, some apartments I have that even today, that the, you, know, you, you come out, if you're on the second floor, you come out onto a, a let's say you have like a backyard, kind of like a little balcony, but then there's also like a staircase that you can go down one floor to go to the ground floor without having to go through the main building. Sometimes you would have that. So that's what we're talking about here. The person has this, like, let's say, little area in, the, in their, you know, off of their house that's a mir peset, and they, but it has a, a ladder that you can take down to the, um, to the ground floor rather than going through, uh, let's say, the main building or staircase or whatever else you might use. The point is that in that case, the, that person, the, the people who live in the mir peset, are they considered part of the chatzir or not? Because the fact is that they'll come down, on one hand, they don't open directly. Their house doesn't open to the, to the, to, to, to the chatzir because the real opening of their house is like in the building and then they walk down a staircase or something like that. But they have the access from the, from the ladder that they can climb down the ladder and, uh, and come, to the, uh, come to the courtyard. So he says there, if they forgot to... So uh, what's the relevance? Because if the person who lives on that second floor apartment is considered part of the chatzir, so then he has to be part of any erovei chatzirot that they make. And if he doesn't participate in the erovei chatzirot that they make, then it's, he's going to mess it up because it's like somebody didn't participate and that's not good. Hold so, on. Is, is he considered part of the building? That's the not? question. Oh. The question is, is he considered part of the chatzir or not since he, his access to the chatzir is only by ladder. He doesn't have a direct the access to the chatzir. It goes into the chatzir. That's his way to get there. So is he considered there or not? So the question is, is he considered a separate entity because he doesn't have direct walking access to the chatzir or is he considered to be because he has a ladder? So what do you say? He says, if they forgot to make an eruv, if they have a little door at the end of this ladder that shows, like it says, it's a four tefach small door that shows that I want to be separate from the chatzir. This is my private apartment. I have nothing to do with you people. Okay? I'm not a part of this chatzir, even though I'm, maybe sometimes I'm going to use the ladder to go through the chatzir to cut through, but I'm not a part of it, and I don't want to be a part of it. I put a little door there. So what does that imply, though? That if he didn't have a door there, then he would be considered part of the chatzir. In other words, the, the, the ladder itself would be considered being part of the chatzir because it empties into the chatzir only because he has this frame, this door frame that shows that he wants his apartment to be separate from the chatzir, does it work? But the implication is that an, a ladder automatically makes him part of the chatzir. Now, Rav Nachman is saying a ladder is, we go with lenient, whatever's going to be the best, whatever you want from it. Now, here, we don't want the ladder to, con- to, to make him part of the chatzir, because that would mean that we have to get him to participate in the Erovei Chatzirot, or maybe he's not going to want to. Okay? So, the, uh, so uh, and then he's going to mess it up for everyone. But no, you see, automatically, the default is that he is considered part of the chatzir, it's considered like a door. Okay, but that would mean that also the city that has a, a ladder on one side should also be considered automatically like a door, not like Rav Nachman said. 
Now it says, We must be talking about a very low mirpeset here. We're talking about a balcony that's lower than ten tefachim. And... Uh, the uh, uh, and and therefore it's considered to be right on the chater. It's not considered elevated enough to be um, separate from the chater, and that's why it's considered part of it. Not because of the lateral on But if, but if that's the case, so then what is making the little door make a difference? In other words, if you're talking about where the mirpeset is so low that he's basically on the same playing field as the as the chater, so what is the difference whether he puts a little doorway? He says that I'm separate from the courtyard. How does that work? It says, no, because we're talking about We're talking about where there is a wall up to 10 amot on either side. What it means is that basically his balcony has on either side walls, but it's open in the middle. Okay, in other words, he has, he has a, um, he has the side pieces. I think there's a picture here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there's a picture. Oh, yeah. yeah, that they, uh, that they show, hold on. Um, about the, the gallery yeah, and the fence. Right, it has like a type of a fence. Yeah, it has good pictures. So it shows that, um, yeah, so that it has basically, it has, the, the balcony's actual, um, uh, actual but it has a wall that is very high. That just that there's an opening at the end where it's lo- where it's wide open, and that's where you have the ladder. So really, it's separate from the chater for most of it because it has uh, it has this wall here. But then there's this opening and that breach in the wall where there's a where there's a ladder. So since so that's what makes it iffy. Like on one hand, it's really separated. On the other hand, it has access. So it's saying, so therefore, if he does something to show that he really wants to be separate by putting a, a yet another sort of door frame or thing on the end of the ladder to say that I'm separate, so then he'll be separate. If he doesn't, then he'll be automatically considered part of it because at the end of the day, there's that opening that has direct access via the um, ladder to the chatzer, and really he's not that high above the chatzer. At that point where it's open, at that point where the wall is open, um, he really doesn't have any... Uh, uh, you know, it's it's uh, he you know he doesn't have anything separating him from the chaser at all because he's very low and it's wide open at that point. So it says, therefore, it's up to him. So if you have a wall that they created, there was an opening. Let's say there's a breach, and what you do is you use ladders to uh, seal it off. Even if it's more than ten amot wide, normally a ten amot wide breach in a wall is considered the wall is no is nothing. No matter how big the wall is, if you have a breach of ten amot in a oh, wall, it's considered oh, broken. No, more than ten amot, it's a breach, breach. Yes, yes. Meaning, if it's broken down ten amot, then yes. it's considered like it's not there anymore. So if you, it's not a wall anymore. If it has such a large opening, it's oh, not yes, a wall, yes, yes. right? <laughs> so, so, th- so therefore, if you, uh, but if you try to close it off using, uh, ladders. using ladders, that will work, right? So, uh, and it says a filo. Even if it's more than 10 amot wide, meaning even if there's a huge opening, but use ladders to close it off. Now you'd say, well, that's a strange thing to use because a wall is <laughs> supposed to prevent access and a, and a ladder helps you get over to where you're trying to go, right? So you would say, well, that, that wouldn't work. You're saying it works, it works. So they had a lot of conversation by the wine press, you know? It's like, uh, it's like by the bar. Right, they were like, drink, you have a drink. 
So Rabbi said to Rabbi Yehuda by the um, wine press of uh, Rabbi Chanina, or Rav Chanina, rather, did, did Shmuel really say that a ladder is considered like a wall? That's the same case that we just saw. The guy has the balcony with a ladder leading into the chatzir. Is he considered to be part of it or not? We said if he puts a doorway there, he's separating from the chatzir. If he doesn't, then he's not separating. Oh, that shows you that the default is that the ladder unites him with the chatzir. It's not considered mechitza. It's not considered a wall. Yeah. So, again, same answer. It must be talking about a low mirpeset. Okay. If it's really that low, what good is it to make a doorway? Uh, how does that separate him off if he's right on the evening place? Same answer. In other words, it's just giving you the same exact conversation, but in a different context. That basically a ladder by itself is uh, it can be used either as a type of an entrance or as a type of a wall. It depends on how you decide to use it. In this case, we're talking about where the ladder, where, where there's a further mitigating factor or a further factor that makes that mirpeset, uh, that balcony or that gallery, whatever, united with the, uh, with the courtyard, which is that it's very low. So then, and, and it's, it's walled, but it's low. And then there's an opening, and from the opening comes the sulam, the ladder. So therefore, it's like, it's a much more murky case than the case that it initially seems. And that's why there the ladder is sort of like a gray area and, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, is, isn't such a great area and will be presumed that the chatzir is, that this balcony is part of the chatzir because it's already so low and because there's a big opening and all that. That's, that's you know, in that, in that wall. So it's, it, that's why it's contingent upon whether he puts the doorway there. But not, it's not necessarily saying that, that a uh, ladder in general is automatically a unifier between two spaces. A ladder could sometimes serve also as a divider. This is a more important answer because it was established in a bar, probably. Yeah, exactly. They, they had a drink. Or they, they said, we'll drink to that. There were people uh, of Kakonai that came to Rav Yosef and they, they needed some help. They said, We need somebody to make an Erov for our city. We don't know what we're doing. He told Abaye. He delegated it to a student, go do that. Please do it in a way that they don't complain in the Beit Midrash. Meaning, don't come up with some, you know, creative solution. Just, just, just you know, do something simple. So, of course, this, he's talking to Abaye, so it's never going to be like that. So, now, the big issue is he needs to leave out part of the city. Right? He needs to leave out part of the city from the Eruv oh, big city. So, he saw there were certain houses that the front of the house faced the river. It faced away from the city. It wasn't really part of the city. So he said, You know what? I should make these houses. They're not open to the chatzir anyway. <clears throat> They're not open to the enclosure of the city anyway. They're open to the river. I'll leave them out of the Eruv because anyway, they're not facing in and it'll be the best thing. They don't use it anyway. They go out the other way. They go out into the river, the, uh, the side of the river. That's the only entrance right. they have. That's the entrance that they use. So the fact that, you know, I, I'll use them. But I can't use those houses, he realized afterwards. He, first he thought I could use those houses, but then he said, no, because it says that you can't make an Eruv including everything, meaning that it has to be what you exclude from the Eruv had to be something you could have included. And since these houses are not open to the uh, inside of the courtyard anyway, or the inside of the enclosed city anyway, they couldn't have been included to begin with. They were never really part of it. So I can't say it's an exclusion if they couldn't be included. 
what I should do is make windows for them in the back. I have to make it that these houses have the ability to be part of the roof. And then I can say they're excluded. Right? Because once they have the ability to be part, so I'll make windows for them in the back that they could go in and out of. And therefore they could come into the city and out of the city through those big windows. Okay? Like the Dukes of Hazard. They used to jump into the window of their... They never opened the door of the car. Remember that? That's a really old show. Anyway, they, uh, they, uh, they, ju- they always jumped in the window of the car. They never opened the door. Right? I don't the know if it was, stu- was stuck. The yeah, the door, door didn't open. It was stuck. So, they, so yeah, they could go- jump in and out. But even though they might not use it, but the point is since they can be part of the Erov, they could be excluded. Right? And they won't mind because they don't use it anyway. Right? So Hadara Amar, then he said, nope. Lobay, I don't need to do that because we know that that actually, and we actually learned about this case a long time ago. That Rabbi actually made a roof for an entire city that was made. It was um, it was made like almost a grid. These different neighborhoods, but separated by these ditches where they placed food for their animals. So really, nobody from the na- one neighborhood went into the next neighborhood because the passageway between them was filled with, you know, food for animals. It wasn't really, you couldn't go that way. So therefore, each one of these neighborhoods, even though they could hypothetically go from place to place in between them because they were, you know, they had these areas that, um, these, these lanes that were in between each neighborhood. But since the lanes are full of food, they didn't use them anyway. So what did he do? He made an eruv for the whole city and he said, oh, uh, uh, sit, let's say uh, neighborhood one, the, what's being excluded from your eruv is neighborhoods two through five because they're not going to be part of it anyway. Because they, and, and neighborhood two, your eruv, what I'm excluding is neighborhoods one, three, four, and five, and so on. He did that even though they don't really go from one neighborhood to the other. So they couldn't really be part of the same eruv because they don't really have access to one another, practically speaking. They don't have access to one another. And yet he was able to leave things out of the Eruv that really couldn't be part of the Eruv anyway. So it says, ah, Even though they didn't have the ability to be part of one Eruv, they could be excluded from it. The whole question that he's dealing with, he's grappling with is, in order to be, ex- when we have this requirement of excluding some section from the Eruv in order to show that it has a limit to it, that people don't take it for granted, does it have to be something that was a candidate for inclusion to begin with? Or does excluding something that couldn't have been a candidate anyway, it's just a symbolic gesture. So we say, oh, this is excluded. Or it doesn't really have to have been something that could have been included to begin with. That's what he's dealing with. He said, that's not similar. because He said, you know what? That's different also than my case. Because in my case, these houses are totally brick, let's say, is facing the, the, the courtyard. There's no way out or in from these houses right now. The only way out or in is towards the river. Okay? But, the, but in the case that, uh, of the city that had the, uh, the animal fodder in between each uh, neighborhood, they could have made an Eruv Derech Gagot because they had roofs. In other words, they could have had, uh, you know, a person could jump from roof to roof. In other words, there was a way to go. Yeah, they were closed. They were short. Yeah. So, that, so they, they had the ability to, uh, to make an Eruv because they could actually get from place to place. And that's why excluding a section actually made a difference. So even though, practically speaking, people are not jumping from roof to roof, yeah. but since they could have, that's why the exclusion counted. So I'd better make windows here so that the houses could count in the Eruv, and then I can exclude them. Isn't that, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. You know what? I don't need any windows because that there was actually a storehouse of straw 
that more bar pulpidita in Pumbedita had vishavya shiur le Pumbedita, and they left that out of the eruv for Pumbedita. In other words, there was an, and now it, it couldn't just be one house because we learned it has to be a little bit more than that. But the point is that he had some area that was used for storage of straw and things like that, and they excluded there, and um, and they excluded it from the uh, from the eruv, and that counted for the entire city. And so therefore, I see that since they were willing to uh, to count that. That um, that even though it's something that uh, that, that doesn't exactly uh, uh, qualify uh, for the eruv because it's a it's a storage area or whatever, still they were willing to call that an exclusion from the eruv. So you see that a thing doesn't have to qualify to actually be part of the eruv in order to exclude it. It's just a symbolic gesture that I excluded something. So it says. Be, uh, then he said, "Amar Hainu da Amar Limor." This must be what Rav Yosef said meant when he said, midrasha." Don't do some, make some solution that they're going to complain about in the Beit Midrash. In other words, what Abaye Abaye himself, like normally he does this to the other uh, people. Oh, but what about this? What about this? What about this? He's usually the one who's peppering other people with questions. Here he did it in his own mind. He was like asking himself, oh, well, maybe this. No, but that's not really similar because of this. He went through a whole dialogue in his own mind to come to a conclusion that, oh, this must be what Rabbi Yosef told me. You know, don't make anything so complicated that confuse people. Just make it simple because he himself, he went through a whole Gemara with, of his own uh, making without having to have a, he doesn't need a Chavruta uh, to, uh, to do it. He has his own, his own back, right? Back. Yeah. He reminds me of the uh, the guy from Princess Bride. You know, you can, I can surely not choose the wine in front of you. I can surely not choose the wine in front of me. He has the whole dialogue, you know, and, uh, and uh, in his own mind. Anyway, so now he says like this. Ela imkein asach said that you have to leave an area like the city called Chadasha, meaning 50 uh, people have to be left at the area. There was a city called Chadasha. There were 50 people living there. They had to be excluded. Men, women, and children. This was the amount that had to be left out of an Eruv that the rabbis measured. This is a, a, a town that was the prototype 50 people. What about a city like Chadasha itself? In other words, what if you have a, a city that is, um, you know, do you have to leave something out of that? Let's say you had a, a small city, Rashi says, Ir Chadasha Acheret Shel Nun Diurin. You have just a small city, but it's a public city. Do you have to leave something out of that? Because since the measurement is 50 people who live there, what if you have a 50-person city? What are you going to leave out of that? The whole city? You can't, you know, what, what do you do that? So it says, uh, so it says, Now in the case of Chadasha itself, it's not really a problem because Chadasha, that city, which was excluded from the main Eruv, yeah. also excluded the rest of the city with, by, by definition, they were excluded from each other. So, it's, so it, was, it was okay because the actual city Chadasha was excluded from the main Eruv and obviously the main Eruv was excluded from Chadasha's Eruv. So they, they were okay. But what if you had just a city somewhere that just had 50 people population, but it had a lot of traffic. It was a public city. But there were only 50 people living there. So, um, so what do you do that? One said that you do need to leave and one said that you don't. The is that you don't need to leave in such a small city since the measurement of shiur of leaving over was 50 uh, people. So you don't have to leave anything over from such a small city. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said you have to leave over three chatzirot with two houses each. That you don't need to leave 50 people out of the roof. You just have to leave three chatzirot that have two houses each. 
Rabbi Yitzchak Amar Afilu Bayit Echad B'Chatzer Echad. He said, even if you had one house and one chatzer, that's enough. Chatzer Echad Tzalkadatach. What do you mean one one courtyard? Ela Ema Bayit Echad B'Chatzer Echad. In other words, you can't say Bayit Echad B'Chatzer Echad doesn't make any sense because one courtyard is more than one house. So what do you mean? What do you mean you only need to leave over one house and one courtyard? That doesn't make any sense. That would be like saying one house and one neighborhood. That's, that doesn't make any sense. He means that even one house in a one chatzer, you don't even have to leave out one whole chatzer. Even one house being left out of the Arab is enough. Saying they're not, they're, they're not going to be included. Okay? So, This thing that Rav Yosef said, is it, uh, I'm sorry, Rav Yosef, that Rav Yitzchak said, Gemara or is it a Gemara, or is it, is it a tradition? He has a different opinion here, or it's reasoning. In other words, he's saying, once you start saying three chatzerot, the two houses and this, you're basically saying any amount. And he's just using logic. Or, is he, or is, he, is he saying really Rabbi Shimon's position is even one house? But he's using an example. You, know, you don't really need three chatzerot uh, with two houses each. He's, or or is, it a different, is it a different idea? Right? Is, he, is he giving a different opinion? Or is he or is explaining the opinion that came before of Rabbi Shimon? What difference does it make? Why is it important? We already, right, so he said to him, He said, if you have a tradition, if you have a, a Gemara that you learn, uh, it, it's just a song. This is something that Abaye says many times to Rav Yosef in Masechet Shabbat. He says it a few times also. It's just meaning you don't need to know the answer. He says the Halakha doesn't follow that anyway, so what difference does it make whether Rabbi Yitzchak meant to interpret or Rabbi Yitzchak meant to give a different opinion? It doesn't make a difference because we already said the Halakha follows Rabbi Shimon. So he's saying, what do you mean? If, you, if you're going to report a teaching, you have to understand what it was. What do you mean it, it doesn't matter? Right? Everything matters. Means, right? If it's a song, you don't question it. Right? If it's a song, it means it's just, a, it, there's no point in analyzing it. Okay. So Tosafot says, Shayelu Kabbalah, Mishum Tana, That the question was, was he saying a tradition from another Tana, or he was saying his own logic that it seemed to him, even though there's no other opinion that backs it up. Right. He was saying it on his own. Right? In other words, the question is, was, was Rabbi Yitzchak reporting an opinion that was an alternative? Or he was saying that in theory, once you go with Rabbi Shimon, really in theory, you should be able to go to just one house, but he wasn't really saying it as a halacha. Okay, was he, so, so Rabbi Yosef is like, well, what difference does it make? We're not following that anyway. So Rabbi says, in the world of learning, it makes a, the truth makes a difference whether it's practical or not, right? Let's just go a little bit further. So he says, If a person was in the east, and he told his son, make me an Eruvah to the west of the city. If he was to the west and he has to send the pedestal to the east, if he, now he gets caught on the road on the way back on uh, Shabbat starts. He's 2,000 damot away from his house. But he's further from where the son put the Eruv. So he can go to his house, but he can't go to the Eruv. In other words, the son, he, normally if you have an Eruv, you have to be at home when, the, when Shabbat starts, and the Eruv itself has to be within a certain distance of where you are, and then it extends for you yeah. a little bit further, right? Eruv et chumin. Or you have to be at the Eruv. Or you have to be at the Eruv, in which case, you again, you have a limit on how far you can. You can never really walk more, meaning it just, it just changes your point of reference, yeah. right? So if you, were, if you were not home yet, and you now have an Eruv that, you know, you are to the east, and you're, you're on your way home due west to your house, but the Eruv is even further due west than that, then you might not be able to reach the Eruv because it's too far. 
right? So it says, so you go to your house, but you can't go to the Eruv. On the other hand, uh, uh, where was I? If he's within 2,000 amot of the Eruv, but he's further from his house, so then he can go to where his Eruv is, but he can't go to his house because he got caught on the road. He was too far away. Okay, so now, if you put the Eruv within the Tchum of the city, meaning within the boundary of the city, it's not outside. Normally, what do you do? You're supposed to, you're supposed to go out of the, uh, right, to the, beyond the city and put the Eruv beyond the city because anyway, you're allowed to leave the city and walk 2,000 amot. So what yeah. difference, why would you put the Eruv in, within where you're allowed to, it's not even considered that you left the city yet. So that doesn't do anything, right? If you put it outside the tchum, meaning you put it too far, whatever you gain, you lose. In other words, once you go outside the tchum and you put the eruv, whatever you gain, you lose means to say that if I put it to the west, a certain distance outside the uh, boundary of the, uh, of the city to the west, I lose the corresponding amount to the east. If I put it to the north, I lose the corresponding amount to the south, meaning... I, I can't ever get more, I can't win on both ends. So if I put something beyond the, uh, the uh, you know, on, on one side, so I lose on the other side. Now, Gemara is going to explain all this. So, the original assumption was that to the east means to the east of his house and to the west means to the west of his house. In other words, he told the son, put the Eruv to the west, put the Eruv to the east, meaning of his house. So, we understand that if the father is coming and uh, he could have 2,000 amot to his house, but the Eruv is further out because we understand that he comes to his house, but he didn't reach the Eruv because the Eruv was further out. But, if he, but what would the case be where the Eruv is closer to him, right? But his house is too far away because the sun seemingly put it the other direction. So how could it possibly be that he's closer to the Eruv than his house? You're assuming that when he said put it to the east or put it to the west, he meant to the east or the west of his house. It means relative to where his son is located, east or west. It doesn't mean relative to where he is located. Because, and it actually makes more sense that way because what's the relevance of east or west in the Mishnah? The point is that the, that the son put it either... Uh, further away from where his father was located or closer to where his father was located at the time Shabbat started. Not what direction it was. That's not really so important, right? Meaning it was to either the west or the east of where the son was, the son of the father was when, the, uh, w- when he placed the Eruv, not of where the house was. So we're, oh, we're talking about a case either where the father was closer to the Eruv at the beginning of Shabbat, in which case he might be able to reach there, but he wouldn't be able to reach his own house. Or if, if he's closer to his house, then we assume that he wants to establish his residence in his house and uh, the Eruv is too far away, so then the Eruv is going to end up being um, not effective because he already extended his Eruv the other way, whichever direction he was coming from to get to his house before Shabbat. We're going to assume that that's what he wanted to do. There's another way that the person could be closer, that, that actually we, <coughs> we could be talking about the direction of the house itself and the direction of the Eruv itself. And it gives, it a, it gives a, a, a diagram in the Rashi here, in my Rashi, yeah. that it's on an angle. In other words, it could, it could be that on a diagonal, he's, his house is on a diagonal to the west. The Eruv, or to the, you know, to the, um, 
uh, I guess to the, it's actually saying it's to the north, um, to the northeast versus directly to the east. In other words, since it's on an angle, it's possible for him to be, uh, to be located to the west of both his Eruv and his house, but to be closer to his Eruv than his house in some situations and to be closer to the house than to the Eruv, depending on the angle that he's located from either one. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he is, um, you know, that he has to be on one side and his house is on the other side uh, or that the Eruv is on the other side of the house. It could sometimes be that both the Eruv and the house are actually in the same direction. It's just that one is more on an angle than the other one. So one is closer than the other one. The point is that whichever one is closer to him is the one that's going to be is going to take effect as his Eruv since he's, dis- he's not in either location. He's not in his house and he's not in, at, at the location of the Eruv. So therefore, whichever one is closer is going to be the one that takes effect at the beginning of Shabbat. And if that uh, precludes him, if that excludes him from, because let's say he's already far from his house and now automatically his, uh, he's going to have, have his residence established as being at his house, it might be that that makes the Eruv on the other side now invalidated because that would be too far for him to go on Shabbat depending on the circumstances. And that's the, the, what, that's the, the Chidush, I think, of the Mishnah is that in a case where the person is not home and not at the location of the Eruv, we look for what is the default of where they would want their residence to be. And we assume that in a case where they are not at home and they're on their way home, that the default was, the, the hope was that he was going to get home before Shabbat and he was going to establish his residence there. So if he's within distance of his house, that that would be what automatically becomes his residence for Shabbat, even if now he's stretched the, he's stretched the amount he can walk in the opposite direction because he was on his way home when Shabbat started and therefore he basically made his Eruv on the other side uh, not valid anymore.